It's time for the Voice of Reason podcast. Here are your hosts, Sean Phillips, Andy Van Beber, and Travis Kirkendall. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Voice of Reason podcast. I hope everyone is having a wonderful, wonderful day here. Thank you all so much for joining us. We are going to be discussing what uh, colleges don't want to, and that's called hate speech against Jews. Can't do it. Can't do Unless it. you go to Harvard, you'll get a full Harvard, ride. Hey, Harvard, Penn, or MIT. Then you're good. Then you're, <laughs> you're set. Good. You're, you're set. Set. Well, Gentlemen, I like mean, I said, this is the voice. Unless your name's Yay, too. I mean, try, yeah. they try to cancel them. Yeah. But look at them now. Yeah. Yes, this is the Voice of Reason podcast. My name is Sean Phillips. As always, I'm joined alongside the two best co hosts in the world, Mr. Andrew Van Beber and Travis Kirkendall. Gentlemen, how are we do today? Good. I just wanted to share a couple of photos real quick, Sean, if I could. You know, just. I wanted to, you guys to be able to see these. Uh, hold on a second here. I want to be able to, and you'll be able to see them. Just you know, if you look in. First of all, I want to, I want to bring up a a photo from last week's Chiefs, uh, 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 Chiefs and, and and Packers game. You know, we had we had we had this situation go on. You know, uh, after the game, we were able to decide. You know, hey, look. Look, there we go. Yeah, the most valuable player of the game. So there you go. And he, he was able to do the Lambo leap. And then, of course, and then I got to kill Santa Claus yesterday by sitting my enormously large took us on his lap. And, uh, you know. <laughs> that was a cool, oh, funny picture. Yeah, so, but uh, I wanted just to be able to share the, both of those, you know, photos for the for the fans to be able to see those. And, you know, just, just to express what I went through this week, you know, so. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I'm not going to comment on your first photo, um, cause, uh, that, that's a whole episode in itself. <laughs> yeah, I, um, had to, I had to get, I had to surprise you live on that one. So, so yeah, but no, uh, yeah, no. And actually, uh, that, that, uh, you know, that Santa actually, you know, after, after the event, um, went up to my mom who organized the event yeah, she did a great and job. um great and and threw a, uh his medical bill because he said that you popped one of his testicles <laughs> and so um <laughs> that's going to be coming out uh he was, her yearly school budget so thank you well, for yeah for he was able yeah. actually to swallow it back down after it came up through oh, his good. Yeah, you, you he handed it to him <laughs> so, oh, here you go. Little, they call that a they call that a peanut cluster you know around this time of year so well i mean i yeah. i think he was a little bit excited i felt a little you know so a little know. mistletoe wiggle, little wiggle down there. I call this little mistletoe there. <laughs> Jack Frost nipping oh. at your chocolate starfish. Yeah, there you go. No, but uh, you know this was uh, your. I, I tell you what, that was. We were out there yesterday. Uh, we had a basketball tournament at school, and mm-hmm. there was also it was uh, breakfast with Santa, and he was able to do. Uh, and that's uh, Pat McGuire, who's a, a very, very active in our community. He's active with uh, the American Legion there in Clarksville. He does a great job, and uh, and he's also he started doing the Santa thing, and he's he he does a lot. So uh, kudos to uh, Julie Phillips for putting together just a, a magnificent uh, breakfast with Santa thing. It was really good. 
Uh, I'm supposed to pass along uh, greetings from the prosecuting attorney, Alex Ellison. He was there as well. He said to pass along to you gentlemen, you know, greetings and all that good stuff. So, yeah. And uh, thank you for the comments this week. Our One of our favorite listeners, Martin Hanley, reached out to us this week. And uh, thank you, Martin, for those kind comments that you uh, shared with us this week. That was well appreciated. So, and, uh, you know, I think this is a voice of reason first seeing, you know, Travis, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing Travis's car and, you know, yeah. Thanks for closing the moonroof there too, Travis, that, that, you know, keeps the glare down and everything. I got you anytime. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry. I'm, I'm out and about, man. I, this has been a eventful weekend, you know, newborn stuff yeah. constantly on the go. Her family's in town. So it's just yeah. a lot of, yeah. Run, a lot of running, a lot of event stuff it, going on. Yeah. And it is obvious, if you haven't picked up now, we actually are recording the show on Sunday today. So when you see this, sorry, but, you know, and, and that's also why, Sean, if you want to extant, explain your Ron Jeremy stash there, too, you know, you, you know. No, I, I've decided to do port. Um, it was a long time, long time coming, you know, with inflation. What, what is, what's the name? What's your, what's your uh, call sign? Um. No. And don't say Dirk Diggler. <laughs> no, no. I, I was trying to think of, of something cool, but, you know, um, I, I like to think of it, you know, I I go by um, Thomas the Engine because I'm the little engine that could. Good. I know, knew it. So. I knew it. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. No, no it, uh, you know, that's inflation for you. I couldn't buy eggs, so I decided to donate about you know 10 million of mine um every 30 seconds to you know someone's <laughs> someone's uh you know screen no no it was it was drill weekend um so yeah. so when you when you protect protect and serve this great nation um you unfortunately are not allowed to have a beard and you know get this though this is something i actually learned this week that i did not know the only person that has a or organization that has a stricter beard policy the united states military is the New York Yankees? How did what? I not, how did I not know this? What the New really? York Yankees? You are not allowed to have a beard if you play for the Yankees. Are you kidding me? So if you go and look at the the New York Yankees players since the beginning of their inception, none of them have beards. I don't know about mustaches. Mustaches might be allowed. I'm sure yes, but but no, because I I found out because um, one of their former players was on was on a, a radio show and was like new york is missing out on on some top talent because of their beard policy is there's pe- players like that just are like no i'm not gonna shave my face and so and they, no uh, they mustache- decide not to play so just york. just beards not mustache though I, I i don't know but it's definitely beards wow let me um yeah wow. definitely no only beards mustaches are allowed Interesting, yes. interesting, interesting. And wow. just those same mustaches are allowed again at, you know, Penn, Harvard, and MIT. <laughs> no, but it only can go, the, it can only be about like this, though. It can, you can only yes. have, you can only have a right, that much of it. Okay, so yes, yeah, so although some Yankees players do have the occasional mustache, there is a no facial hair rule imposed across the entire team. Wow. Basically, you can't be a New York Yankee if you want to have a beard. What about religious purposes? What if they celebrate Yule and they the Yankees Zoom? aren't going to let you? If, if look, if you're a Sikh or a Muslim, the Yankees aren't hiring you anyway. Oh, I mean, that's just a, 
Get That's a given. Get the get the tur- uh, yeah. here seek. You get the New York yeah. turban with an NY up here on the turban and everything. And- yeah, that's an unwritten rule of the Yankees. They don't put it on the. They don't. They don't put it in there. But you're not going to see like, you know, Ahmed swinging for you know, his 64th home run of the year in a New York Yankees uniform. It, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, that's, that's now if you can hit a baseball, we'll gladly take you on the Cardinals. Um, you know, I, you know, it doesn't matter what background you come from. Nope. Uh, if you can hit it or if you can pitch, if you Cardinals can pitch, will take you this upcoming season. I, I, be- I believe that they're reaching out to Clopton Junior Varsity for their next pitching uh, potential because apparently anything's better than that. So, but, yeah, uh, no, I, no kidding. You know, Adam Wainwright was the Joe Biden of um, of, of pitchers yeah, this, this yeah, last season. Yes, you know, was. it was yeah. fun while it lasted, but, you know, at 85 years old, it, you can only throw the ball you can so only hard. Get the ball across. <laughs> the, yeah. But uh, one other thing before we get started tonight, too, I, I which would something that will interest both of you guys. Of course, you know, I'm still trying to broaden my horizons on the fight front. And I caught a interesting uh, documentary this weekend on, uh, I think it's called the Zone Channel. About mm-hmm. it, was, it was called One Night, and it was about the miracle of Andy Andy Ruiz against or, um, Joshua. Mm-hmm. Very. Yeah. If you have not seen the documentary, it's called One Night. Um, and as a as a boxing fan, as I'm trying to grow my with my friends here who are who are huge boxing people aficionados i watched it and i thought it was just it was a well-done documentary and uh learned a lot about uh boxers who i didn't know about and so it was real i knew i knew the name ruiz but i i knew him as the chubby boxer but i didn't know much more about it than that and good great documentary great documentary so but, yeah, unfortunately, the guy's screwing up his own career now. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. yeah. Look, so, hey, when you become Mexico's, you know, heavyweight champion of the world, you're allowed to just, you know, do all the drinking <laughs> and eating for the next six months after that that you want to do. All right, right. I, uh, it's not even that. The guy's pricing himself out of fights. He could have fought Wilder, but he wanted like thirty million dollars. Like, yeah. dude, you're not. You were a title holder that didn't even defend your belt. You lost it. Like, yeah, yeah. So, but. Another anyway, topic for another day. Yeah. Anyway, so tonight's uh, topic, which uh, was on the on the f- December the I believe this was December the fifth, uh, the presidents of Harvard, Penn, and uh, MIT collectively were called before the House uh, Committee on I believe it was Education. And they were questioned by, uh, of course, the Republican-dominated, um, which that really doesn't have any bearing on this, but uh, the, this committee. And there were some interesting things that came out and what free speech really is and what free speech can tell, you know, does, does your university protect certain kinds of speech? And all this is being done during the it it is i don't know if it's the in vogue thing to be doing now because it's i guess it's okay to start being anti-semitic again because the israelis are attacking palestine and so it's okay to be anti-semitic now i mean i may be totally off my rocker and politically incorrect there but i mean so and this is stuff that is happening on these campuses you have uh anything short of basically a hate rally where they're calling for what uh, Muslims call infantata, which is basically death to all Jews and stuff like that. 
And so uh, that's kind of what we're going to be looking at tonight. But I wanted to uh, to begin this by playing a, a little bit of a clip from uh, this testimony. And uh, the, uh, the person who we are going to be looking at, uh, U.S. Representative Elise Stefanik, who is, I believe she is, yeah, she's from, <laughs> well, she is from New York, you know, so one who hasn't been kicked out of, uh, out of who hasn't been kicked out of New York yet, um, or been recall or been uh, you know booted. But uh, what we're going what 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 we're going to see here is a little bit of her basically going and get addressing these three presidents, and then we'll we'll go from there and we'll 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 talk about that. So here is uh, from that uh, hearing. Ms. McGill at Penn. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment, yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. So is your if testimony it, that it, you will not answer yes? If it uh, is, if the, yes speech or becomes, no. if the speech becomes conduct, it can be harassment, yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment? This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm gonna give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be harassment. The answer is yes. And Dr. Gay, at Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual, targeted as, at an individual. It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of anti-Semitism? I will ask you one more time. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when and it crosses is it anti -Semitic into rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation, that is actionable conduct and we do take action. So the answer is yes that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct, correct? Again, it depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board. Ms. McGill at Penn. So there you go, boys. Uh, that, was, that was quite the uh, exchange. Um, th thoughts right up front before we really dive into this. Uh, I kind of, I want to kind of hold off on initial thoughts here. Um, 
obviously, I'll just say shocking what came out of that um, testimony there, that questioning. Um, and I'll get deep. I'll dive deep into it in a minute, but that's kind of just my first initial thoughts with it. Just I was pretty surprised when that came out. John? Um, Daniel Tosh, a stand-up comedian. Many people know him from um, Tosh.0, uh, which was like a show on, on Comedy Central, has a, a joke that, that actually has to deal with like uh, uh, questioning pedophiles where they were like questioning Jerry Sandusky during the um, you know, Penn State. Yep. Um, yep. Like it's a thing out there in Penn, I guess. Uh, <laughs> where they were, they were interviewing him. There were, it was a point blank question where he's like, "Are you attracted to young boys?" And then he responded with, "Well," and they're like, <laughs> and "They're like, That's if not you," a- <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, if if well. if there is pause in your answer, that should guarantee you time in prison. Like if there is a." If there is a way, so this is a very similar situation. This is not a softball, you know, wafted up, see what they take a swing at question. This is a, is calling for the genocide of a race considered hate speech? And they're like, depends on the context, motherfucker. Like, depends on the context. <laughs> like, what? What? Like, th- this is, this isn't like, um, so, okay. So again, another comedian, Louis C.K. has, has a joke about the word Jew. Where he's like, Jew is one of those words that can be just a word, or it can be like a bad word. Where it's like, oh yeah, like you could be like, oh that guy's Jewish, and that's just a sentence. Or it could be, oh that guy's Jewish. Like that's context. That is the context of like what a word is. But if you're like, you know what, today sounds like a good day to eradicate the Jews, or if you're like, today is a good day to eradicate the Jews, you don't have to wonder what the context is. They're both awful things to say so that's why this particular thing is so funny because you're like these are the mind you, this was not like they asked the racist janitor you know from Penn, like that you know has behind his mop bucket you know a, a slapped on poster of adolf hitler you know this was the president in his lock, in his locker. of the universities okay so like if you're if you're, you know, a, 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 an 18, 17 year old Jewish applicant applying to, you know, all these, all these, you know, top schools. Pass, and yeah. if you need, if, if, if you've been softballing between Harvard, Yale, Penn, MIT, any of these other universities, yeah, I think you were able to eliminate two rather quickly um uh, due to due to these president's actions and if i'm not mistaken the the president of penn has since resigned well and yeah that's let and we'll me, get to that but yeah but yeah well and i've also got her video so she releases a video so the testimony is on i got my timeline straight now so the testimony was done on tuesday she releases a a a video statement which is only like two minutes long we'll i'll play it real quick here in a little bit and then she resigns friday and some of her some of her statements that she made even in her speech were just i'm kind of i'm just really disappointed on the fact that this is a this is a this is a a uh what do you call the the I, this is an ivy league school Penn is an ivy league school this isn't penn state this is Penn. okay so 
this is an Ivy League school, and you're making statements about, you know, people couldn't, shouldn't be punished, you know, speech isn't just punishable on by itself. And when I, when I, when I hear these people, all you had to say was no. You want to talk about speech? All you had to say was no. And when there was that time when she says, is, is, is speech, is speech something, you know, is this kind of stuff, is this allowed? And, you know, I think, Sean, I don't know if this was the point you were trying to get at when you were talking about this this week. But when you look at the history of some of these other, I mean, colleges throughout the United States and the speech that they have allowed on campus is just, you know, across the last, you know, five to ten years. You know, after after certain, you know, uh, police shootings of black men or uh, or during, you know, or something that involves some, some charged issue. And some of these people just get off with these blank checks of just saying whatever they want to and the administration of a college looking the other way. Speech can have have severe severe ramifications, and I want to I want to point out so that last year I, this was I had heard I had read about this case a little is this was it was I'm pretty sure this was twenty no this was this year okay and I had heard about this case and I had to look this up and I'm I'm sure a lot of people have not heard of this case but. Um, uh, Supreme Court case Counterman versus Colorado. Um, Colorado law allowed individuals to be convicted if a reasonable person would perceive their words as threatening, regardless of the speaker's intent. Um, the decision of the Supreme Court ruled that the First Amendment requires the government to show, at a minimum, that the defendant recklessly disregarded a substantial risk that his words could be perceived as threatening. The court holds that a reckless recklessness standard strikes the right balance between free expression and safety, offering enough breathing space for protected speech without sacrificing too many of the benefits of enforcing the laws against true threats. And so, to me, the way I've always explained this, and I explained it to you guys when I had it in class, and, I, and, and we've, we've talked about it on here before, my rights end where another rights of someone else begins. You cannot just have a blank check to say whatever you want to. Now, we have an inflamed situation going on in the world today. We have, we're now, what are we, a month and a half now into this thing in Israel? Is that about how long it's been? A month and a half? Somewhere in that neighborhood. October, early October, October I believe. October, yeah, more, we're probably two months. Yeah, yeah, we're probably two months Actually. in this now. And so, and so now it, as I said before, it's, to me, it seems like it's the in vogue thing now to say, well, now we have a just cause and the Israelis are doing something, you know, uh, unspeakable to the, the Palestinian people and free Palestine and death to all Jews. I mean, that's what I get from this. And, 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 and the school the, the administrations are getting are turning okay from what this what this there are their lack of speaking or their lack of saying is well it depends on the context and I'm with you Sean what what context do you need do you need 
I mean, do you need the smokestacks to start firing up again from shower houses at a, at a concentration camp? Is that the context you need before you can make a ruling against this or stand up against this? No, I'm with you because literally the way that the way that, you know, <laughs> the way that she's answering is like, and hey, if those smokestacks do start firing up, it could just be the hot water heater this time. We don't know. <laughs> we 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 don't know what the it's plumbing the context. It's the context. Yes. Yeah. It's so, the... I, you know, and that's what's that's what's you know, it, this was not a like. In my opinion, uh, which could be very wrong, but I think that in in this specific instance with with everything that's kind of happening in the world and especially like a lot of younger college age folks, how many of them are kind of, you know, shaping up and, and being opinionated because right now, you know, some of the loudest voices of the the um, pro-Palestinian crowd are, you know, uh, college age individuals and, and high school teenagers. So I believe that the conversation had was this is the president trying to protect their own skin, not trying to have a mass of thousands of pro-Palestinian protesters at her doorstep going like, look, her trying to say, well, it just depends on the context. But the problem was this was not an open ended question. This was not a question of is is speech against the Israeli government considered hate speech or is or is pro-palestinian speech on campus considered hate speech and and then that's a that's a no it's it's not because again like this is where things are getting muddy because she was openly asked genocide is not an open-ended context needed question genocide is the eradication of a race in this particular case they're talking about the jews which is something that has happened before in the past of a mad dictator set a set a goal and got a government not just a, a group of radicals he got a government party to move forward and mind you again this was less than 100 years ago okay right so in this context there is no there, there there's no context of what is the speech about it was not this is not a a let's say in a super far left or a super far right individual saying things like if again for example you know, let's say if, if Alex Jones went to go speak at a university, right, and Alex Jones was going to go member, he got in a lot of trouble and was banned from a lot of different Internet platforms because of his what he had to say about the children and the parents of the Sandy Hook shooting. OK, that is why he was phased away, lost, lost money, was sued um, for hundreds of millions of dollars, if, if you know, uh, people remember. Um, but this was not like a guy that's that was going out like this was not Kyle Rittenhouse on on a speaking tour at Mizzou going you know there's a difference between like we need to stand up to certain protesters we should stand up to Antifa we should stand up to people that want to destroy our buildings that is a if you wanted to go it, what's the context of that that's an open-ended that there could be context in that of like well who's he talking about directly what's he talking about who is he talking about that's an open-ended statement of we should we should take a stand what does he mean by that? That's why, again, that's why Trump is going to trial again because of his open-ended reaction to the insurrection on January 6th. Mm -hmm. But now here's a situation where it's not a, you know, this was, if someone openly comes to your university and speaks about the genocide of Jewish people, what is, what is your, what, because what if, what if she said, what is, 
if someone came to university and spoke about the genocide of Asian people, if someone came to speak about the genocide of black people, the genocide of white people, the genocide of Hispanic people, it would have been, a, I think it would have been an instant yes. Mm-hmm. So I think that the president's, in this particular case, we're worried about upsetting the wrong people, but also just didn't use Definitely. this thing in their head that's called a fucking brain. Right. They didn't use they didn't use it at all. No. And, and that's why they're in the situation that they're in. Do you how much? Of, so what I'm hearing here and maybe maybe you can even elaborate. Either one of you can elaborate a little bit more on this. So within the times that we're in, I mean, how much do you think political wokeness and, and political correctness is playing into this? I would say big time. I think that's what what we're discussing here in a sense. I mean, what's led to this ideology? Well, just by just by what Sean said, not having a brain in your head. At some point there there needs common sense to me and this is uh, that's 100%. Yep. I mean, where I was going to go with that. Well, I mean, as a 49-year-old and I'm not I mean, I'm older, but I'm not. I, don't, I still don't consider myself an old man. But from an older generation, for, as a as a Gen Xer, when I, you know, to me, this is this is common sense. This is something you don't have to be a Jewish. You don't have to even be pro-Jew. It's let's just. I, but the last thing that that representative saying, you're dehumanizing a group of people when you say, when you're not just coming straight out and say, and 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 like what you said, Sean, if it's what if, you know, we're talking about taking out a group of Asians or a group of whatever, okay? So then the 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 com- common sense flies right out the window. You, you're not going to say, well, I believe that this, this group of people, because they are X, because they're whatever, should be eradicated. Is that, is that going to be tolerated at your school? No. No, it's not going to be tolerated at school because you are at what you're allowing to happen is you're you're because you're afraid of 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 offending people oh i don't want to offend the palestinians so we're going to allow or i don't want to offend the muslims so we're going to allow this speech even though it might be right there on the line and 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 by using the word in what context in what context that still blows my mind Common sense says you know what context it is. They're calling for the you death know what of the question is asking. There's no. This isn't an out of the box question. This is a very direct. Are you calling for the killing of an entire race? In in my opinion, in theory, that should be a, like. And as the this the congresswoman was saying, that's a very obvious yes. And if it's not a yes then there's some serious moral issues here and you should not be in a position you are in. So that, why aren't you saying, to me, I mean, for what ungodly reason could you not say yes? I mean... You know, I look at this whole wokeness idea, I, I hate the term, but we're, we'll use it just because it's yeah, relevant. Yeah, yeah. I think in the pursuit of being, you know, it's this pursuit of being open-minded and this, like, you know, trying to, you know, you in the... In the the idea of using this critical thought of it, of a social issue or just, you know, I'm using critical thinking in quotations here, Mm -hmm. but like, I feel like it's almost in a sense, it's like trying to reinvent the wheel where they just overthink all these topics into something that makes entirely no sense at all. And it becomes this 
like how do you how do you come to that mentality of well what's the context i i don't know how you come to that i mean and look we've covered uh, we talked about when this war broke out but there's a lot of history between these two peoples that are fighting right now mm-hmm. there has been atrocities on both sides that have occurred in this but to call i don't want to repeat it because i'm just going to keep saying it but I think that's what it is. It's just overthinking something to the point that it's like trying to reinvent the wheel. And I think that's where a lot of these woke ideologies fail. It's just like, I don't know what the end goal was for trying to come up with something that's should be pretty obvious. I know it's maybe it's kind of a too broad of an answer. I hope you guys kind of understand where I was going with with that. Um, No, I, 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 I am because you hit the nail on the head mm -hmm. of, of, um, that's what it seems like. It just seems like it's, it's, it's like quite literally overthinking things. Yeah, everyone. It's because everything, yeah. every question always has like a what aboutism. There's always like a, there's always a well. What about this particular case? What about this particular thing? Like mm-hmm. it's the same. It's like you ever hear about like those cases where um, someone has a family member murdered by someone, but then the family doesn't want the murderer to go to jail because the person that was murdered stood against you know, people going to prison because the prison system was so bad. And it's like, oh, we, you know, there's all these, these cases of, you know, I want to be the biggest ally. Like, I want to be the biggest ally. I want to be the biggest ally. But one thing, one thing, Travis, that you had mentioned that I, I, we, I feel like, I can't remember if it was, I'm pretty sure we had a podcast where we talked a little bit about this, but I hate to say I'm right, but I was right about this shit because I said it a while back and I, I think it was on this podcast, but in my opinion, wrong as some people might think it is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna toot toot my horn. We as humans, with all the fancy shit that we know, we have air conditioning now. We have we have giant, you know, thousand foot in the sky buildings, stainless steel, all this kind of shit. We are no different today than we were two thousand years ago, as the human race. We are not. Why? Because we talk about we're talking about Israel and Palestine are at war. Guess what? They've been at war since the dawn of time. Like it has been an on like regardless of you know what, it's just now there's tanks, now there's drones, now there's all these different things being blown up where back in the day it was swords and it was catapults and it was all kinds of shit like that. And it's like inherently people we are we are no different today as we were back then. We have we come a little bit farther in the ways of like, yes, we we might say you shouldn't do this. And there are rules against doing things like this. But at the end of the day, bullshit still prevails. Like it's 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 just the way that it, that it is. At, at least that's how that's how I see it, because. Since the dawn of time, people have been at war mm-hmm. and and now when we're like in in America, we might see things as like, but. We have Twitter. Why is there war? Like when I could tweet, no, you shouldn't. I can go on X and and get a hundred thousand likes mm-hmm. because I'm like, OMG, blew up a hospital, super fucked up, frowny face. But it's like, no one actually cares. Like, you know, it, it, there's 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 a million examples of why the internet's not real, and that's where I'm saying like, no matter how far we come, like, it doesn't matter. We're inherently people are still going to be people at the end of the day. What's yeah. Your, what did I mean? you guys did you guys ever listen to that uh, Lex Freeman interview with Kanye 
Yes. Back when Kanye yep. was doing yep. the whole like yep. anti-juice thing. I, I, I referencing that podcast because, and obviously Kanye at the time was um, going after the media companies and blaming these heads of the media who happened to be Jewish. And instead of just going after the individuals, whoever it was that wronged him or was, you know, sidelining his career for, you know, whatever he claims, he was going after the race of these people. And again, you know, Sean said, we haven't changed in 2000 years. We're still blaming an entire race for the actions of a few or some. Um, and Lex really grills him in that, you know, you don't see Lex Freeman get angry very often. He was getting very upset in that episode where he's like, you, you know, you grow some balls and you go after the man, you go after the individual that is wrong. You don't blame an entire race for your troubles. It's a, and I can't believe that we continue to have this conversation and this, that this is a debate that this is even a debate that's happening. It just, it blows my mind. Well, that, and- that's how is it not common sense that it's, when are we going to hold individuals accountable as opposed to blaming a group of people, like a whole race of people or an entire country of people? Or it's always everything's always generalized. It's always generalizations. Exactly. That's it's always that's exactly what I was going to go with next. Is is that and that's dangerous. It that is, is dangerous, a dangerous because... ideology that has gotten us into wars. That has gotten us into genocides. When I, when I mean, it, it's whenever it, I can history repeats itself. Well, and whatever. So to me, I almost, and I don't, this is, this is going to seem like a rough, uh, a rough, you know, connection here, but I mean, whatever's easiest for me to do with the least amount of work. So if I can generalize a group of people or I can blame, it's like saying, okay, if a white cop shoots a black person, all white cops are bad. Okay. Exactly. It's the same mentality. If I can say, okay, this one Jewish, this one Israeli soldier, or this one Israeli commander led a a a raid against a a uh, a suspected terrorist hold, a Hamas hold, and there was collateral damage, which were children. So now the whole Jewish race needs to be eradicated. That is that is straight. Ignorance. You cannot make these kind of statements. It's for and here's the other thing. What problem are you going to solve? Let's do a severe what if, just for a moment. Just for a moment. A severe what if. Okay. We let's say that it whoever it is, you eradicate an entire race of people. Then what? Is there going to be peace then? Let's let's think about. Okay, to to these people who are calling the Free Palestine and Infantata and all this other stuff. Okay, so after so is that going to solve our problem if we eradicate a whole race of people? Think about the logic of your statement. No, because then we turn to what? We'll turn to another group of people who has wronged us. We will turn to another group of people who. Okay, now well, let's go back to death to America. We got rid of those. Those nasty, quote-unquote, nasty Jews. Now we're going to move to America. Death to all, you know, death to white people. Okay, now we eradicate all white people. Okay, now, oh, well, then it's the blacks. Let's eradicate all the blacks. Oh, now we've, and then on and on and on and on and on and on. 
And it doesn't matter to race. It, it's it's no. that ideology is true all across the board. It's and we'll, we'll use this issue as because we're talking about it. It's the same ideology of we need to kill all the Palestinians, and that's going to solve all the issues exactly. in the Middle East. Exactly. That is only and history will tell you that mentality only makes things worse, and it's just cruel and it's inhumane and it makes no goddamn sense. And we we need to go on and, the re- we need to we do need to go on the record as saying. We do not so I well I, I don't know but I'm sure you guys are with me. You know what's going on right now is is terrible. What's going on in Palestine is terrible. What's going on in Ga- in Gaza is terrible. And you know when 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 Netanyahu says okay well the way we're going to solve this problem and we had this discussion a few weeks ago. But the the way we're, is we're going to eliminate Hamas, and by doing that, we just need to go into Gaza and clean house. And I think we 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 brought this point up, but I'll bring it up again. What you're doing now, you're yes. If you eliminate, you you could it's possible you could eliminate Hamas in the short term, all right. But in in the process of doing so, you're going. What are you going in and doing? While you're doing this, you're going in and you're destroying homes, you're destroying families, you're destroying businesses, you're destroying schools, hospitals, and there are young eyes like, you know, you know, like our, our children, or there are children who are seeing this happen. And this is where trauma gets rooted at. This is where anger gets rooted at. And these kids see this from a young age, and this is planting a new seed. So your action that you're doing right now by going in and eliminating this and, and doing this, you're planting a new seed. So you're not, again, I, I challenge people to think, okay, you could say let's, let's eliminate Hamas or let's eliminate this, but you're not, you're not eliminating the problem. You're, you're perpetuating it. Well, if we want to go into the war for a quick second, I, I think how the Israelis are going about about it is, is a little wrong. They're missing the mark on. I'm going to reference. So Jocko recently, uh, he did a podcast talking about it, and they asked him like, "How would you do this if you were Israel?" And I thought he had the most common sense, like well thought out solution in this problem. Where, yes, Israel has the right to defend itself. It is going to go in and utilize it. It's going to eliminate its attackers. Cool. How you do this though is not how they're doing it. How you do this is you have to be better than the people you were trying to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And you need to be, you need to take care of those innocent people. You need to show them that, Hey, we're here to help you. We're here to give you a better life. We're here to give you all the humanitarian aid that you need. Right. We are here to, for them, not you. And you need to go above and beyond and help those people. It's a psyop. It's a, it's more than just going in boots on the ground and shooting up the bad guys. It's an entire operation. There's a lot of psychological warfare that has to go into it. It's a very complex issue. And it seems like they are missing the mark on that. And it seems like they're repeating a lot of the same mistakes that the U.S. military unfortunately made in the global war on terror. Mm-hmm. Um, and to Biden's, I'll give Biden a little credit here. And, you know, he's probably uh, echoing someone else's words in his chamber. He had mentioned I think it was in one of his speeches where he was kind of like, you know, like, we don't want them to see them make the same mistakes that we made on the global war on terror. I want to say he said that in one of his speeches when he was talking about talking with Netanyahu about advising them on what they recommend that they do. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was a Biden speech where he's like, look, we're trying to 
work with them and make sure they don't repeat the same mistakes we did and they do it the right way. Is that actually happening? Yeah. I'm not there to see it, but no. what, I mean, obviously from the stuff I've seen on social media, it just, it's just tragic on both sides. It's a war, war as hell. Right. And, um, well, and I want to, I want to reel this back in just a little bit. We, we had, to, we had to discuss that point of it, but I want to get back into this, this part of the thing about with speech, as far as speech is concerned. And so we mentioned this. Yeah, early. sorry. Get off topic. No, no, no. That's fine. That's, that's what we do. It's okay. But I want to, so let's get back to this thing about the speech part of this. So, as we said earlier, so on Tuesday, then the, that was when the testimony was. Wednesday, so the, uh, I forgot what this lady's first name is, but President McGill, who is the, the, the president of Penn, releases a video statement. Um, this is about two minutes. I'll play this real quick and then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of finish up with the, her, her comments here and we'll go from there. There was a moment during yesterday's congressional hearing on anti-Semitism when I was asked if a call for the genocide of Jewish people on our campus would violate our policies. In that moment, I was focused on our university's longstanding policies aligned with the U.S. Constitution, which say that speech alone is not punishable. I was not focused on, but I should have been the irrefutable fact that a call for genocide of Jewish people is a call for some of the most terrible violence human beings can perpetrate. It's evil, plain and simple. I wanna be clear, a call for genocide of Jewish people is threatening, deeply so. It is intentionally meant to terrify a people who have been subjected to pogroms and hatred for centuries and were the victims of mass genocide in the Holocaust. In my view, it would be harassment or intimidation. For decades, under multiple Penn presidents and consistent with most universities, Penn's policies have been guided by the Constitution and the law. In today's world, where we are seeing signs of hate proliferating across our campus and our world in a way not seen in years, these policies need to be clarified and evaluated. Penn must initiate a serious and careful look at our policies, and Provost Jackson and I will immediately convene a process to do so. As president, I'm committed to a safe, secure, and supportive environment so all members of our community can thrive. We can and we will get this right. Thank you. So there you, so there you go. And that was, so that was, so that was, that was Wednesday. So then, uh, Friday, then she, she steps down and, uh, you, you get what Liz McGill steps down. And then, so Scott Bach, who is the chairman of the board of trustees, basically the board of trustees say that, you know, she needs to, he, he resigned he re Scott Bach, who was the he was the chairman of board of trustees. He resigned immediately because of her ignorance, 
And what he said was, um, I want to read this statement that he made, the, the guy who's the head of the board of trustees, he said, former president Liz McGill last week made a very unfortunate misstep. I love how they use that word misstep, but the misstep. <laughs> it's always funny how they word that right, stuff. Consistent with that of two peer university leaders sitting alongside her after five hours of aggressive questioning before a congressional committee said the outgoing chairman of the board of trustees at the university of Pennsylvania. Following that, it became clear that her position was no longer no longer tenable, and she and I concurrently decided that it was time for her to exit. You know, she's not in the slight bit, slightest bit anti-Semitic. Working along with her was one of the greatest pleasures of my life, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So why couldn't, again, so why couldn't that statement she said there, which, you know, and we're and and I, I do understand that we're taking a we're taking a five we're taking a a thirty second blurb out of a five hour testimony, and we're we're taking you know, and I'm sure it was I'm sure it was you know psychologically demanding. Are five, you accusing of are you accusing us of clickbait? Me is that what you're saying? This podcast has resorted to. Yeah. No, no, not at all. But I I do think that in that moment, which is what we've been saying all along, in that moment, you you still, yes, it's a violation of, yes, it's a violation of personal, you know, you can look back over the history of freedom of speech cases that you have, you know, that you can look at, things that, there are things that that are done in the name of speech that are detestable but are allowed. Okay, I can say the burning of a U.S. A burning of American flag. Okay, protected. Kneeling during the national anthem, protected. Okay, um, the to be able to say you know when you when we established what was called, you know, the clear and present danger rule. Okay. When your speech or when your actions create a clear and present danger, that's when you cross the line, but everything up until that, you know, even I think there was a, there was a case, the case of, uh, was Cohen versus California in, in 19, profane speech is protected. Okay. Obscene speech is protected to a point. Okay. But, Speech and even 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 some kind of hate speech, hate speech, is protected. But the moment you cr- what the court has said time and time and time and time and time and time again, when you cross that line of saying, let's get it into action. Yeah, um, that's that's my question for you, V. So, with freedom of speech. I can say, I hate these group of people. I cannot say, I hate these group of people. They should all, I want them all to die. That's where, kill them all. The, that's where you've crossed the line. That's, that's where, that's the distinction we're, we're talking about here. I mean, you can have, I mean, over, over the last 70 years, 80 years, you've seen Klan marches in Washington, DC. You've seen all of the you've seen right to life marches you've seen pro choice marches you've seen you know we can go back to january the 6th 
when president when president trump and that and that was you know that's what a lot of these cases are looking at right now and i may open a can of worms when i say this but i'll go ahead and say this when you when you say you trump had every right to go on on the ellipse and 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 make his speech about i think the election was stolen there were irregularities there were issues there were problems he has every right to say that, even though, you okay. know, whoever proved whatever. I'm not, we're not, we're not going to get into that. But the moment, and I think what, what every one of these cases are going to have, what they're going to have to prove in these cases against Trump is that, okay, did in fact his words then at, were, was there any point in any of his speeches that he said, you know, when he said, okay, we're going to march up there and demand what's right. Okay. Now you want to talk about a razor thin line, Travis, there's that razor thin line right there. Okay. So then does mm -hmm. that constitute then, because he didn't say, let's go up there and demand what's right by breaking in the front door and storming the Capitol. Okay. So you've got that razor thin line of what you can say. And speech is one of those, I mean, it just comes down to where you can say, okay, what is speech and what is not speech? When actions, you know, and there's, but, but then there's been other times where the court has said, okay, actions still act as speech. For example, if you look at campaign, um, Citizens United, the city, what's called the Citizens United case back in, uh, gosh, 2015, that campaign fine, that campaign donations, represent speech of organizations and that Congress in their attempt to try to regulate campaign donations is a, is a restriction of free speech, you know? So there's, so there's a case in where you can say, okay, the speech speech in the form of, you know, uh, of that, even though you're, it's going into action, doesn't violate, you know, it's still protected speech. If I'm going to burn a flag and I burn that, I set that flag on fire and I, Okay, that's still, but the moment I take that flag and I'm going to try to shove it in a police officer's face and light it on fire, then I've crossed the line. It, it just, it's a razor thin line. It's a razor thin line. And, and some people forget that just because of you is opposing to you doesn't mean that it's, I, I see it too with, um, well, I don't want to stretch it here, but conservatives will be upset when woke, the woke ideology makes a statement where it's, you know, they have the, the freedom to say that and have that opinion, but they think they should be canceled for what they're saying. And it's like, no, it goes both ways here. Right. Whether you agree with right. it or not, that's, that is freedom of speech and love it or hate it. Um, if you, if, whether you agree with it or not, the moment you try to censor it, you're doing the very thing you say you're against. Um, and I, I see it both ways. I, 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 I Yeah, it's a, it's a razor thin line. It and is, it's a very, I think we're going to be seeing more of these issues come up. I don't think this is the first, no. I think this is going to be a hot topic for the next five to 10 years. I really do. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see the way this plays out, given what we've seen in Canada, given what we've seen in Australia, some of these Western countries, we're starting to see the change happen. This is something that needs to be paid attention to. I don't care what side of the spectrum you're on. Um, it's interesting. I, I'm something we should all be watching. 
I agree, and I, I, I do think that it's... It, it's sad that it has be it is it has come to this, and and you 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 mentioned opposing view sides. You know, any any more opposing view sides? Now we're talking in what's the word that I say that we're we're talking in absolute definition. You're either this or this. You're either here or here. And if you're here, you're wrong. If you're here, you're wrong. You know, it goes into that generalizations thing. It yeah. falls in the same category. I feel like it's, and yeah, not I, not being able to have yeah. a reasonable. It's when you speak in terms of absolutes, that's dangerous. You know, when I when I make a statement that says it it has to be this way, you have to accept it this way. There are Only the Sith steal it. Man, that hit my head just as I said it. And you, that's weird. Cause I, that hit my head. And you, as I said it, and then you said, it, I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, people listen to this or be like, these yeah. guys had a great point, but they were just a bunch of fucking nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Obi-Wan tried to warn us. Damn it. Mm-hmm. God, Nerd. Obi-Wan you. knew that this war was going to happen. And, only he could have prevented it. But we should send Ewan McGregor to the front lines of of this war to to settle the differences between Hamas and the Israelis. Oh, if anyone can resolve God, it, like, it would be him. I, and the whole time, time I'm saying, it, he would just like you do not want to eradicate the Jews. You do not. You do not want to wipe out the rest of Palestine. You want to go home and rethink your life. Yes. <laughs> that was so stupid. God, I'm stupid. I was just like. Man, this sounds familiar. What is it? And then you said it right then. I was like, oh, God. We're, oh, point of embarrassment right there. Oh. No, it was funny because I was thinking it and I saw like, I saw Travis's like eyebrows perk up because I knew, I knew that he had the same. (laughs) And then I thought, I I was like, wait a minute, this is Star Wars. God, I'm a nerd. Such a nerd. Everything comes back to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like literally everything, you know, there's a war going on on Tatooine right now where a bunch of rebels are fighting against the Empire and, and everything is Star Wars at the end of the day. Oh, my gosh. Moment of realization. That's when you know that we've reached the end of the show. Yeah, we came full circle, I think. Well, full really, circle. We started, symbiot, started symbiot, at, a symbiot you know, circle. There you at, go. At the Phantom Menace and we, we ended up right at Return of the Jedi. Oh, and get to see the beautiful child at, as we're at it too. So, yeah, there she is. There she. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh, that's not looking good. You better. We better end before she blows up. Priority did. Oh my goodness gracious! All right. Well, uh, on behalf of uh, Sean and myself and Travis, we thank you guys for joining us. We have uh, one more week, and boys. By the way, we're on episode thirty-three. We're getting. Close to the end of season three, coming coming close. Got about uh, what four or five more weeks, and then we'll be at the end of season three. We'll have to do something special, you know, party it up, Vlotnik style, or something. So, when wh- how many weeks are we away from it? Uh, Thirty three, so fifty two. Well, we we're, we're about uh, what it so two months, something like that. Yeah, we're getting close. Maybe I can. Yeah, or something. We'll figure it out. Yep. But until next time, as Sean always says, as he's trying to get his baby 
calm down there. Be a friend, tell a friend, share with a friend, uh, and we'll see you all next time on The Voice of Reason. Thanks for joining us today. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Reason podcast. Be sure to check out our other content on Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok.